Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor. And then you decide for yourself. Hello and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. This is episode number 37, Weather or Not. Today I have the amazing, fantastic Jack Allen back with me today. Hello, my dear. Oh, Janet, what an intro. I even love the title. That was very well planned. Why? Thank you very much. <laughs> hey, you've been you've been making your rounds lately. Oh, thanks. You know, trying trying to find the truth in this uh, mess of confusion that we're at. You know, I love that though. And you know, the more people that can get the word out there about stuff, the better. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I love talking about topics that. Sometimes people have never heard of, never thought of, mm. don't know what it is. So anytime you can bring new information to somebody, I think it's great. <laughs> Thank you, Jana. Well, I have to say you were the one, like you are still my most played episode that I had. I think when we first did a show, it was on the Vatican and uh, I don't know when it was. It was a while ago, but that's still my easily like double the rest of my episodes and you brought at least 90% of the people that listen to my show. So any, uh, I thank, I thank you because you were the one who really, I was getting like uh, 10 plays an episode until you. So. Oh, well, I appreciate that, but you know, it's so weird for me because some people have, it, it makes me uncomfortable. Like when I went to DC and people were like, Oh my God, the deplorable Janet. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm um, something weird. And I'm just like, uh, no, I'm just, I don't think of myself in any kind of way, shape or form like that. And it's like humbling, but weird for me. Oh, yeah. No, that I really, though, I mean, you have your, uh, I don't know, listeners, whatever they, you know, you, very loyal, you know, so that's really nice that people, you know, respect you that much to come up and. Well, you know, we love all of our listeners, everybody that's in the podcast community. And I like to think we're a close knit community because yeah. I think we're all pretty much friends. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. a lot of yeah. us know each other. And, you know, it's, it's fantastic because without our listeners, we would none of us have a show. So. Yeah. That's a great there point. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, though. It is a very like close community. So I wanted to have you back on today because um, we have both talked about this topic before, but I want to do kind of like a mashup show so our listeners get like super informed on the topic of harp. Yeah. Awesome. So can you tell people what what does harp mean? 
Oh man, you know that it should be the easiest answer. And I, let me, I don't, I honestly have no idea. I put, I put you, I put you on the spot. I know. Is it, I think it's like high something, but, uh, yep. Yep. It's a, it's a high frequency active auroral research program. Yes. Yes. You know, I did not take that. That is hilarious that that was the, one of the most basic facts of it. I did not. That is so funny. Shame on me. I get negative points for today. Uh, I promise everyone. I know more than, I just didn't know that one. All right. I promise. So, so what, actually is it what was it developed right. to do so it started off in like the ideas i mean they've been doing this since like the 50s but it basically pumps um it can do like a lot of things but the what they claimed what it was going to do was they would shoot up power these like energy so like 1.7 billion gigawatts which i think it like somewhere i said was like that could that could light like 12 billion light bulbs, something like insane. Just so you, And they would shoot in one little dot of the atmosphere and it would push, it can, essentially it could like, ma- like manipulate that ionosphere. So whether it can move weather, it can move molecules, it can burn a hole in the ionosphere. There's so many things it can do, but that's, they claimed they were trying to create their own Aurora Borealis and study it and see if they could move that energy to other locations on the planet. I think it's so funny because, you know, like supposedly, supposedly, this is the big supposed, it was supposed to be for like improving, quote, radio communications Mm -hmm. and surveillance techniques Mm -hmm. by using the ionosphere, which if people don't know, that is like the outermost layer of the atmosphere. It has basically... Um, ions in them, which is charged particles. Mm-hmm. So energy, hello. And then, you know, like all these things are coming out and they're calling everybody conspiracy theorists and stuff because of what they're <clears throat> doing with the technology. And I think it's humorous that everybody that questions what they're doing is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Um, because we'll get into later in the show about China and what mm. China is doing. Yeah, it's it's such <laughs> that a good, pretty like, much backs up everything that is truthful, yeah. and it is not a conspiracy. It's crazy how they've been able to change that public perception. If you qu- at all question what what they found, what evidence the claim that claimed like evidence is, you're off base or your conspiracy. It's amazing. Like how they've been so successful in doing that. Yep. And you know, I was telling, uh, the big dumb podcast the other night when I did my show with them, they asked me like, what's your favorite conspiracy? That's everybody's (laughs) favorite question. Mm -hmm. And to me, nothing is a conspiracy when it's proven to be true. Yeah. Or even partially true. That is not a conspiracy. Yeah, that's a good Just that's saying. a good answer. So how did how did this lovely thing start? Well, I think like I told you, so it all goes back to like Tesla in the you know, he was like late 1890s, early 19 and 1920s and so on. He was playing all with electricity, um, with 
I think he was doing DC current, if I'm not, as opposed to like what we use today. Is I'm not good with electricity, but he was basically showing that you don't need wires to move electricity. He could send like six million volts through him in a certain way and light a light bulb in one hand, but not kill him. All this other stuff. He was playing with this, and uh, a lot of those patents eventually. They get, you know, I think that story is like still, I don't know if that's, you know, that, that whole, the, regardless, the Fed, someone came in, took his patents, and uh, they eventually lead to the patents that develop HARP. But HARP, I'm sure you, they used it in like Russia before that and all these other places, but on a much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's a, <clears throat> that's one thing that people need to know is that harp is global. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harp is not just in one place in Alaska. Harp has global locations all over the world and there's multiple harp areas mm-hmm. in the United States alone. Yeah. Which is weird because that I've read that in the book that I got a lot was the angels don't play this harp. And I think they, Japan, Germany, regard all these places, they knew like what America was doing. So all mm-hmm. these people had to have known these states, the, the repercussions could be if they, you know, I think they had some smaller ones there, but they all knew with this huge one that the power that the U.S. was have. So that like just adds more credence to the fact that they all are either working together or listening to a boss because no into, you know, like no national country would be want another one to have all this power over them that they could stop the rainfall in their country or right. cause huge changes, the earthquake, all these things, you know? Yeah. And, you know, going back to the, the premise that a lot of people have, oh, come on now, you guys, like everybody's in on the pandemic, everybody's in on this or that. Yes. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Um, They go to the World Economic Forum. They discuss these things. They do disaster preparedness drills all the time, um, event 201, all these other things where they talk about this stuff and they're global leaders. Mm -hmm. And if you think for one moment that we don't share technology with other countries, you are sadly mistaken. Yeah. We sell, we either sell it to them or uh, to enslave their people better or test it out. And it's funny how all of those experimental or drills, they all seem to come to fruition at some point. It's, it's so weird how that always happens. Exactly. <laughs> they plan it ahead of time and implement nicely. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when this first started, like – <clears throat> taking uh, Tesla's, you know, plans and, and what he could do and then developing further. And this is when you know there's always going to be an issue because this was a joint um, operation under the U.S. Air Force, the Navy, and DARPA. And it, for anybody that's not heard of DARPA, um, slap you in the face. If you <laughs> used Facebook, you should know about DARPA. Yes. DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, and they all partnered with the University of Alaska with taxpayer funding. Mm, Yes, taxpayer dollars. So you're paying for the technology um, that's destroying your life. (laughs) That's a great, yeah. 
pretty much everything that uh, you work for and that the government takes from you is used against you in some way, shape, or form. Insane. And so, you know, it, anytime like the military industrial complex gets involved in something, it frightens me. Mm-hmm. E- even like, you know, there's videos of Bill Gates giving um, or the Gates Foundation giving speeches in front of the Department of Defense about a, <clears throat> quote, vaccination that you could give um, like uh, jihadist or whatnot that would alter that part of their brain to basically make them submissive. And so these are like all the kinds of technologies because uh, this this project, HARP, is, is part of DOD. Right. If nobody knows that, that's another thing. Shame on you because this is all under Department of Defense. That's why I said military-industrial complex. Yeah, I think they actually – that was one interesting thing I read. It was – it started under DOD and then because of uh, – Regardless, it's, it goes under the DOJ, but because it wasn't, th- that's what the book was saying. So, like uh, those inter, you know, like those international treaties after World War II and stuff, they you they knew the implications of building harps, so they knew they couldn't have this in the DOD because the other countries could complain and bring more light. But because if they put it under the DOJ, it's under uh, domestic adversaries. So, right, you know, January six is that you would be, you know, a domestic adversary. And so this was a non-lethal deterrent that could be used fine. What didn't so basically people like in random countries have more protection from these non-lethal weapons that could affect so many things than American citizens do. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly. sickening. It's sickening. Yeah. And you know, their whole the whole start of this where it's just, oh, we're just observing the atmosphere. Oh, we want to make sure we can get uh, radio signals to be better. When you're shooting radiation into particles that are already charged, uh, what do you think is going to happen? It's great. I think, and that was another, the Tesla proved like he knew he created a device that could stop an earthquake by like feeling the vibrations and all the resonance and like, the example he gives, like push a little child pushing a big adult in a swing at the right time, you can get a big result. And that's what this thing, this thing can, it's maybe like a small compared to this, the size of the earth. But if it's hits at the certain particle in the certain way and the certain thing, it can have cat. And I think it did like the first time they, sh- or no, it was, I think in the fishbowl thing where they blew up nukes in the sky because you know right. why would project fishbowl yes why wouldn't you do that it makes perfect sense <clears throat> it caused mm-hmm. the largest earthquake ever in alaska it was like an 8.2 on the richter scale and uh art which whatever south american country is the long one chile or i think chile it, it lost like half of its coast because mm-hmm. it caused you know like our earth is all is you know not to be too hippie but it's like all interwoven in this perfect harmony and the smallest thing We'll set that off and there's a response. And I'm glad you said that because that's that's very true. And think about um, human beings, for example. We are uh, energy beings. We're, we're energy charged beings. And our makeup 
is that way. And, you know, the earth is magnetic and it's charged and it holds a lot of energy, you know, even rocks, certain stones, things like that are all charged with energy. So when you disrupt that, that's a problem. That's when like humans, that's when we get sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When everything is out of balance and and something attacks your perfect harmony or your, you know, yeah. your your body's way of balancing itself. Yeah, it's just like, you know, like everything we do has a, you know, a response or a reaction and we just keep mm-hmm. it's like just like how we set those nukes off in the sky like we're not meant to everything is right here is like perfect. And they do this with everything with like seeds and mm-hmm. making them terminator seeds. So you can't grow them again. Like there's got, you know, it's honestly like frightening what else, what like they could blow up our planet in one with nukes in a, you know, a second, like mm-hmm. it's just, uh, you know. So, and that's the thing I want people to understand that looking at harp, it is a much bigger picture than just weather. <clears throat> because like I said, you you are magnetic. You are a uh, fully charged energy being. That is why um, like there are healing therapies um, for music frequencies and things like that to heal um, and through vibration because energy is vibration to put you back in harmony or balance. So when you upset that, and you're only shooting negative energy. Look at 5G. Um, look at what 5G does to the particles in the atmosphere. It's the same kind of thing where it's not just weather related. It is literally you and everything on the planet is involved. Yeah. I think I see. I don't you do you have a well, I don't know what your knowledge is of chemtrails. I have like very little but just what harp can do is then you can do connect it with the chemtrails, but like it shoots out Hertz. So like uh, the highest frequency is like 35 Hertz of our brain. And that happens like with stress, all those things. And then the lowest is Delta waves. And that's like a dreamlike state 0.5 to three and harp can put out all these resonations, which based on what they want your population to do. And we can't, you can't even test for it, but your brain is getting it. And then imagine adding metals that like they, they found like, like essentially like a recipe for perfect. Like say you want someone crazy, you send off lithium in the sky and start, mm-hmm. set out these hurt frequencies and you would never know as you and me, we, but maybe you're feeling us and you would act a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And it's a hundred percent true because uh, the atmosphere already contains a lot of metals anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then with the chemtrails, they're adding extra metals to it, and some of which are highly combustible, hence uh, wildfires. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Things of that nature, yes, because if you have a highly combustible materials that you are shooting into the atmosphere, and even though they say they there's no chemtrails, I think anybody that's ever been outside – uh, knows that's a lie. Um, but once you shoot those chemicals with uh, radio frequency waves or anything like that, they can become excitable when they fall to the earth, they catch fire. Mm. 
So, hmm. That was they, the one ex- experiment they did. They put two tons of copper, one-inch sized, like little toothpicks in the, in the atmosphere, and that's what caused, and co- just like you said, metals, and, the, and that was what caused the 8.2 earthquake in Alaska and all this. Like, mm-hmm. all this stuff, it's just so intertwined. Like, you can't. Mm-hmm. That's why I said I want everybody to understand this is not just about weather. Mm. This is literally everything tied into one little package. Yeah. Because it affects your food supply. Um, it affects the water. It affects plant life. It affects you as a person. It literally affects everything. Yeah. So. And they also like use that same. And like this technology could be used for good. That's like what's I think most frustrating is like these, the the, the technology, the patents that this guy Eastland, that was his name. He took like the essentially the Tesla patents and improved on them. And he Mm -hmm. was able to figure out ways that you could actually shoot, use harp to, I mean, I don't believe in this problem, but they say, you know, we have too much carbon in the sky or whatever. This could actually like somehow sciency zap certain molecules out of the sky. So if truly carbon was a problem, harp has the ability to go up and like shoot out whatever molecules they want and to get rid of it. So, and you could put like, uh, there was a guy in the sixties who he used it to like the same kind of frequency thing. He was able to have deaf people hear by using like vibrations and frequency Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So like all this stuff has a good purpose, but we would never, they don't use it for that. Exactly. And, you know, with the hearing and stuff, I mean, that's how people hear on a regular basis, you have little tiny bones in your ear uh, that when vibration hits them, that's what creates the sound that then resonates off of your eardrum. That's how you hear in the first place. Mm. So could you use that as a good thing in um, a medical treatment that didn't require uh, invasive surgeries or uh, transplants, rejection medications, uh, chemotherapies, radiation, things like that. Yes, you could. Mm-hmm. But why would we want to do that? Yeah. Because where's the money know. in heal and curing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Where's the money in a healthy society? There is none. <laughs> so was was that guy? Was he part of that BAE? Um, Eastland company. Yeah, he was part of. Um, so it's Arco and APTI. Arco, I, my dad, you know, he listens to my show. Arco is a like a gas station, like uh, just like Exxon, especially in Western. Right, PA. I remember that. Oh, you yeah. do? That's so oh, funny. Yeah. He showed. He sent That's, me a commercial. I'm old, so I remember <laughs> that. <laughs> You're not old, Jana, but yeah. So they were like a gas station company, and they had these billions of gallons or billions of whatever drums oil of oil in the northern slope of alaska which is in the middle of nowhere but they couldn't get it anywhere so they hired this guy eastland who must have just been like a very brilliant guy like what can they do with these because they got these billions of gallons they need to sell them so what can they do and they hire him and eventually you know he comes up with the patents and then raytheon of course buys this gas buys the gas company for the patents and mm-hmm. the rest is is history. It, you know, one of the interesting things that I found when I was looking into stuff 
is a company, and I don't know when they got involved in this. I don't know if Eastland was prior to or or whatnot, but there's a company that's called BAE, Advanced Technologies, and they partnered <clears throat> with the military industrial complex uh, and DARPA um, to further this technology or, quote, create it, wink, wink. <laughs> Um, they're the largest defense contractor in Europe. They wow. do cyber and Intel. Interesting. Hmm. Why well, would need cyber and Intel stuff. And they also do a lot of government security. But the interesting thing about them, which there are many, but some of their shareholders um, there's one in particular that I have talked about ooh, for a very long time that is a shady mofo. <laughs> it's BlackRock. Uh. Heard of BlackRock? BlackRock is always, always, always involved in uh, arms deals, uh, shady arms deals. Thank you, Adam Schiff. <laughs> um, Adam Schiff's also involved with that. Uh, Franklin Templeton Investments and Capital Group, Capital Financial Citigroup, blah, blah, blah. They're also involved with this company. But the interesting thing about them is uh, they were investigated <clears throat> by what's called the Serious Fraud Office in the UK, okay. which is, that's kind of a funny name for an office. It is. Serious <laughs> Fraud, like all fraud is serious. But anyway, they were investigated because of political corruption, shady arms deals. And so this office got involved and then the company was like, oh, we'll, we'll do an internal investigation. <laughs> Shame on us. Oh, we did something naughty. Bad boys. So <laughs> they were actually let off with recommendations to improve. They paid $400 million to the United States, to the DOJ, $400 million. Then they had to pay $40 million to the UK. Um, and then it later came out, they violated all treaties and contracts right. that were going on at the time. Uh, they were offering bribes to dictators because you had places like... Uh, Qatar, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> <Illinois>. um, <laughs> you know, uh, bribing dictators. They were all socialist countries as well. Keep that in mind. So ironic. Um, yeah. Weird, huh? Um, then they got caught selling personal information um, from arms committee members, espionage, and selling secrets to China. So all of this shit came out, but uh, they were still allowed to operate and still continue uh, to provide <laughs> uh, security and safety for politicians and, you know, still continue to do arms deals and still like trade like nothing. So if you want my honest opinion, when, when all this happened, that... $400 million that went to the DOJ. Yeah. That's a good boy payoff. That's yeah. what I think that is. 
because who who is who in their right mind is found guilty of doing all of these things? I mean, spying, espionage, bribes, violation of treaties and stuff. And then it's like, oh, but it's okay. Uh, the DOJ and the DOD are still going to use you right. as a as a contractor. <sighs> what? It's Did I miss something? Insane, dude. <laughs> that is a wild story. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand like um how how that came to be, but I guess the more that we understand our government and how it works <clears throat> and how they like grease the palms of one another and you know. Well, that's just like it. Like these things go wrong with these private huge industries like I read and this was in 95 but in this book it was 4 billion dollars in 1995 so can only imagine what it is today go to black budget projects that we have no idea what they are so you're exactly. taxed 4 billion in 95 so regardless whatever but the same companies that do this stuff like say like this one you just mentioned they do they break the rules they do shady stuff they're investigated by the same people that are like paying them like there is no Exactly accountability it's there's nothing it's ridiculous. where have we seen that before yeah absolutely. absolutely the fbi is investigating the fbi right. it's for, for for fisa violations but geez nothing to see here it's Mm-mm. absurd it's literally absurd like we'll do better yeah <laughs> there's no accountability and i i don't know how we got to this point i guess that's like what's like the you know like this is just so broken greed absolute and total greed yeah so you know so what i was reading about this station in alaska which is like out in the middle of nowhere it's not very populated and woo you cannot get in that area it's kind of like area 51 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where uh there's signs all over the place and there's no access uh like even Jesse Ventura was, you know, he was the uh, was a governor of California or mayor of California in California uh, at one time wanted to visit and whatnot. And they denied access like they won't let anybody in to see what's going on. But supposedly there's 360 radio transmitters, 180 antennas. And five powerful uh, generators, which they also call, quote, superheaters. Mm-hmm. Now, um, why would you need all of that? Right. To study the Aurora Borealis. That's that's right. Yeah. To study the ionosphere. Uh, why would you need any of that? Yeah. I'm curious. They call them ionospheric heaters, too, to be like a, you know, like how they play with words. Because that doesn't sound like as horrible as whatever it really does, you know. It's because that's what they, this ion, they're like the ionospheric heating part is like the smallest, you know, aspect of it. But that's what they call those, like all this, the studies they're doing there. I just thought of that when you said the the heater. It's just like amazing that what they're doing out there. And no one has any idea. Like that's the, like these people, that was something super interesting. In the book, there was like a group of brave, like uh, Eskimos. I, I'm sure that's the improper term, but you know, native Alaskan people. 
they knew what was going on and they saw through all this stuff and then they like would write to people and then other guys got involved and they would try and write stories and the, it would get stopped at the top just as always. So before it would publish, you know, the head editor was probably told you can't publish this, but then the military sent in S whatever spies and these people posed as, or they're probably journalists, like, you know, mocking right. journalists, they come to right. these people and they say like, Oh, and I heard that there was men in black here. Oh, I heard that there was aliens also. And they, and the people realize they're trying to discredit what we're doing because we're providing facts and they're sending mil- so they can get one quote, like him saying, oh yeah, like I saw a sh- an unidentified flying ship, which possibly there was, but then that's enough to c- completely discredit these the journalists and the work they were doing here. Right. Uh, it's just, in, you know. You know, and I, and I think that, um, you know, like I mentioned before, they always say, and you can even look this up if you like duck, duck, go and type in, you know, harp and whatnot, you'll come up with a bunch of articles, but there's a lot of them that are like wild conspiracy theorists say <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, like the military, the generals and stuff um, testified in front of Congress and there was one and I totally, oh my God, I brain fart cannot think of what his name was, but he basically was like, yes, um, we have this technology. This technology does exist, mm-hmm. whatnot. But if you read like a lot of the articles when you're researching, it'll be like, oh, you know, like it's not true. Like yeah. that we don't, this technology doesn't exist. And anybody that says it does is crazy. It's plausible deniability. Right. Like everything they do, it's like, oh, we can't. Yeah. Like we have no idea how to, you know, do that or whatever. It's anything to discredit people questioning the narrative that the media wants to spend or that the military industrial complex wants to spend. And they are dangerous. That's also what they, this Eastland guy. So he was the one that came up with the first patents that they improved on from Tesla. And he, he loved to talk. You just imagine like a nerd that finally people care what you have to say. So he's going on like every radio show telling what they're doing in Alaska. And then they eventually, they buy out the patents and kick him off because he's not a good, you know, he's just talking too much. And this was like the beginning before Harp even like really took, you know, hold. And in a lot, the, whoever it was owned still by, I think like E-Systems who eventually gets bought by uh, Raytheon, but they say like, are you really using these patents? And instead of, and they have this like plausible deniability, they don't say no, but the lady like shakes her head and like puts her hands up, like, you know, like insinuating that, oh no, he's crazy. No, we're not doing that. But they just use this, like every deceitful trick in the book to like, so to keep us clouded and not, you know, mm-hmm. sure what's going on. You know, and it's funny because they, they do so much um, propaganda or uh, like, I want to say, get in front of damage control. Mm. And so it's like they make up these stories and uh, no, this is not what we're doing here and whatnot. And it got so testy and so heated there for a while that like... <clears throat> supposedly, and this is a big wink, wink for anybody. You can't see me, but I'm winking. Um, Where supposedly the military pulled out 
and it's just owned by the University of Alaska. So wait, did they um, say mm. I missed? So that is that they say that happened, or they? <laughs> That's why I said wink, wink, <laughs> because the public was pissed because we're paying for the mm, shit with our tax got dollars. It, got it. Okay, and so they had to do something, and they're like, "Oh, well, no, it's just a, it's a project that the University of Alaska owns and runs." And yeah, we don't, we don't have anything to do with that anymore. And I'm just gonna say, if you believe that, um, I will sell you oceanfront property where I live. Yeah. Right. <laughs> even if they, I don't live on the ocean, <laughs> even if the military leaves, they it's still like government funded science. You don't get the grants yes. unless you don't appease the military industrial. It's just and that was exactly. Dwight Eisenhower, who I haven't done enough research on, but he, you know, fear he warned about the military industrial. Exactly. Complex, and he it's, warned and about government sponsored science. And that's all we have. That's that is a hundred thousand percent. Every, like, think about the coronavirus and the mask and the whole nine yards. And it's, we have to believe the science, the science, the science, the science. And I'm just going to say this. Um, when we get into the China article um, that he shared, I shared, and <laughs> it's interesting to read. Um, there is a, quote, science... Um, what do you call it? I'm having a brain fart, but it's a, it's a, um, it's the U S national science foundation who are supposedly, um, actual scientists and, and stuff. Mm -hmm. And because you know, science. Right. Yeah. Um, but they're quoted in this article about China as well. And so, you know, Fake science is is easily bought, easily yes. biased, and yes. very easily manipulated. Yes. And it doesn't matter what kind of study that you're doing. Um, it all has to do on the researcher's bias. Yes. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Evidence can be like, or statistics can be used in so many ways, to, and we just trust that bottom line. Yes. Statistics are very easily manipulated to show you what the uh, what the desired outcome will yeah, be. Exactly. So, but um, this, like I said, you know, this was supposedly just to disrupt magnetic charges, alter current, you know, help radio frequencies, <sighs> things like that. However, um, not only does it disrupt communications because they can jam signals. And I'm just going to say when I was in DC, they had jammers on so bad. Really? Everything was jammed. You could not access any social no media. Way. You could not get phone calls in or out. Uh, couldn't send text messages. Like nothing would work at all. Jeez. Um, you had to be like in specific locations and it may work for like a minute Very and then it would not work again. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't just lots of people because uh, yeah, DC no. always has tons of tourists, right? Yes. Yes. And so does the technology exist? 
through this program to disrupt communications? Yes, it does. Because you can actually buy a frequency jammer or a radio jammer, communications jammer, or whatever you want to call it, that uh, that exists. You can go out and buy one of those. Um, so it, it does do that. It does alter uh, weather. It does disrupt health. Mm. Um, it can detour nuclear weapons. Um, and a whole host of other things. It's scary. Like they, I, like you said, the communication, they could also top tomography or whatever, you know, like they can see any underground like dwelling that you've created or right. tunnel that you've created. And that just goes to also like the drug trade and the human smuggling trade. Like they right. could find, if they wanted to stop anything, they could they stop it in literally a second, but they don't want us. They want to keep this this drug war. It's so profitable. Why would they end? like? They could do anything, anything. And and it is true. And here's a little ditty. This is kind of gross, but um, I love forensics. Uh-huh. I'm like a huge nerd when it comes to that. <laughs> I watch forensic files all the time. The technology does exist to locate bodies that have been buried in the earth even for a long period of time because they have ground penetrating sonar or radar, whatever you want to call it. Um, But that's how they can discover cadavers and things like that. So when he says they can find uh, underground tunnels, um, you... The, obviously, there's heat-seeking um, things that, you know, kind of like in the, what was it, Terminator movies or whatnot? Predator? Yeah, Predator, Predator. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they have that technology. That technology exists. The military already uses that, where they pick up heat signals mm-hmm. from people. So, um Anybody that says, like, none of this is possible, I'm sorry. It's The sky is the, honestly the limit because they're up 30 years in front of us. So that was, you know, I didn't, like, look too much of what's going on with HARP today, but this was in 95. So you can only imagine. And they made it, like, the the first HARP, they, that was just stage one. Like, that that that's right. all the money they could get. There was like five stages they wanted to put on this thing. So, you know, they got that, that happened. And so like, I can only imagine the capabilities of this thing and how much energy it can put out and what the response in our planet would be. Like I can't even fathom, you know, in my brain, I'm sure they could make our whole country like a zombie if they wanted to, they probably are, you know, a hundred, a hundred percent. And You know, they've had the capability to do all kinds of things medically for a very long time Mm. because one of the treatments they used to give um, for people that were schizophrenic or whatnot Mm -hmm. uh, would be shock therapy where they would go in and uh, send electrical currents through your brain to basically zap or fry your brain. Mm -hmm. Um, They did that for a really long time. Now they give people lithium. Right. Um, a lot of people are on lithium. Um, lithium has a really interesting charge about it. And so when you mentioned earlier that, you know, 
putting lithium in the atmosphere and then shooting it with radiation or, yeah. you know, sound waves or whatnot, what could happen? That is a hundred thousand percent true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying, dude. And that doesn't, but yeah, terrifying. It is. So let's, let's talk about that um, interesting China article yeah. about harp. Dude, let me pull it up too so I can uh, – but that was such a perfect article because I just saw it right after like I did that ep – my episode. Mm -hmm. And we all – I think they in, – in that article, if they just say it so matter-of-factly. They talk about how – well, so China creates a weather modification program, everyone. And then um, they in the article, they mention how they did it for the Beijing Olympics. They moved the clouds. And it's right. like, I think we like all knew that, but the fact that the way they write it is like, well, we all know that China, it's like, if you ask 99% of the population, did China move the cloud, change the weather for the Beijing Olympics? Nobody would have known. They would never guess that. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're absolutely right because it's so, the whole article is like very matter of fact that we already do this. Mm -hmm. um, we already, uh, you know, we already move the clouds. We already change um, if they're having like a, you know, like a parade, a military parade in China or whatnot. Oh, I didn't um, think of that, but yeah. Where, yeah, where they can control um, and it's going to be sunny and there will be no rain and whatnot. The whole, the whole article is full of stuff like this. And keep in mind, everybody. Um, who is it that always takes the United States intellectual property? Yeah. Ch China. Who is it that has the Thousand Talents program in the United States? China. Who is it that has a lot of the university professors also um, selling their research to them or working um for both the United States and for China, no. China, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is not far fetched. No, no. And, China and it's funny because that article was written in December of last year. Yeah. But it doesn't exist. <laughs> Harp doesn't exist. And we can't, we can't change weather outcomes. It's just, I don't know what it'll, and this, I guarantee you like this article, it did not, I don't know if people are just so like bogged down with like bread and circus or whatever, but they have like, you know, like this is CNN that wrote this article and the, there, I guarantee you again, like the people that love CNN, there was no fear when they read this, they probably were like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I trust the government or whatever, you know, like, Oh, I can't, exactly. or I can't believe <laughs> they do that in China. They would never do that here. I don't know what they think, you know that, but that's like the fear. And it, it's so funny because, you know, the the title of the article was like China to expand weather modification program to cover 2.1 million square miles, more than one and a half times the size of India. Expand oh, that's their program. Key. Yes, you're right. Expand their program. So it's already in existence. Same as here and has been. Like Jack said, since 1950s? Yeah. Yeah. It's been going on a really long time. Right. And, you know, I when I last did the Harp show, 
Um, it was right after they had that uh, derecho in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And it was like uh, right before um, elections and stuff. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, you know, Iowa is like one of the number one producers of corn and, you know, whatever in the United States. And then you just had this freak storm because I have a friend. I had a friend on the show that day that that lives there. And she was like, it was sunny. It was beautiful. It was warm. And then just all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, this like massive windstorm came and like it destroyed i can't remember how many millions of acres of corn out of the middle of nowhere right before an election oh my god it's trump's fault look at all the crops we lost global warming's fault Mm -hmm. and then who is it that owns a whole big portion of the uh, farmlands now yeah yeah. Bill Gates. They could starve. That's what's the fear is like, you know, uh-huh. we can deny like the free, you know, I they're slowly stealing freedoms, but you still can live. But wait until they start manipulating the food because, you know, that's like a. Oh, it's it's already going on. Right. I mean, and the, and the really fucked up thing about that is the United States is selling mm. like all of their soybean supplies to china yeah they uh and that's you know like another global plan um just kind of like the other day when they just casually mentioned in the news and the headlines that uh we don't have the capability in our military to uh go up against china oh i didn't see that yeah. Well, it makes sense. And so the, we were talking about that the other night on the Big Dumb Podcast, and I was like, uh, that's more fair porn. Mm. And it's and why is that? It's because they want everybody to know that we don't have the capability, even though Trump shored up our military. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They're selling you now on the aspect that, oh, my gosh, we don't want to, any kind of war with China. And even though China's attacking our ships and stuff, we're going to let China do whatever because oh, we can't compete. So we're going to bow down and be submissive. It's fear porn. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are going to be starving to death, but our government is selling all of our surplus to China. Dude, the whole pharmaceutical industry, everything's made there. You know, yes. it's, I don't know. And like, that's why the, I feel like the only answer is like, I can't, I know like voting won't change. It's like only what I can do. And that's like, you know, I'm eventually, I know you're in a nice rural area, but I am not. And that's why my goal is right. to move to a rural area and start, you know, gardening and farming. It's, yeah. It's yep. small scale or whatever, but so I could provide for my immediate family and people may like laugh and things but dude it's coming like i'm not trying to be fear oh, absolutely you know? it is but yeah. it's it's close by like if you want don't want to eat pure chemicals you know i mean all these things they play a role in everything and you can only control yourself i don't know it's that's that's very true so you know like in this article i find it interesting how matter of fact they are about stuff that they have been doing Mm -hmm. 
because they said, you know, by 2025 that this they can create artificial snowfall or rainfall to cover 5.5 million square miles with the, quote, expansion of their project. But they're talking about cloud seeding mm-hmm. <laughs> in this article. And if you don't know what cloud seeding is, people go look this up. Um, cloud seeding has existed for literally a very long time, for decades. And what they do, um, they inject a silver uh, compound into the the cloud system. Basically, um, what is it? Cumulus clouds that contain the rain? I have, yeah, or that sounds rain. good to me. Um, so they inject this silver compound into clouds that contain moisture. Um, it causes the particles to become excited, also uh, changes their chemical makeup again uh, to make them more dense. And so they will fall as rain. Mm. And so what may be just like moisture will end up falling as actual rainfall because of a a silver compound injection into the clouds decades people is what i said and that is not a lie you can look that shit up because when i read that in the article i'm like what and i'm looking it up and i'm like hmm okay so that's one of the things that they talked about in there and then like i said that um the study but in 2020, by the U.S. National Science Foundation, said it also works on snowfall. Look at what the fuck just happened in Texas. Yes, that's a great point. It's a great point. So they're telling you in this article, they have the capability to do these things. It's existed for decades and and here we go. They can produce rain. They can produce snow. Um, obviously, they can cause earthquakes and stuff because the earth is magnetic. Um, it has a, an electrical charge. When you disrupt that charge by shooting <clears throat> their ionic heaters, <clears throat> wink, wink, um, into the ground, what do you think happens? Yeah. They can cause the tectonic plates to shift. Um, they can cause all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And you're paying for it, which is the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Your tax dollars, hard at work. Uh, plus, you're also paying China for lots of stuff. Um, you're paying Ch- China to now uh, be able to access our power grid. Right. Right. Thank you, Biden. But the concern is <clears throat> uh, let's focus on the non existing systemic racism that is in our country. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, it's funny because. When I did my show the other day that I told him that the Arizona (laughs) uh, U.S. Department of Education is giving out equity kits for three months olds to stop their racism. Wow. So, but there again, Hegelian dialectic, you got an argument you throw out, you push the two sides at each other's throat and then it's just going to appear with the outcome that they want in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, 
<sighs> Everybody, all these babies are racist. At three months old, they're all racist, and the parents are like, "You're retarded." What not? You can't say that. And then you're going to yeah. go to class for that as well, Janet. I know that the, you can't use the word retarded. 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 <laughs> But, you know, and in this this article was so just like very nonchalant, like, yeah, we do this stuff, whatever. And then you got, you know, look at all the Harvard professors and stuff like Professor Lieber um, that got arrested for selling shit to China. Yeah. You know, and look at all these other professors and stuff. And then you've got freaking Bill Gates working with Harvard again, my favorite school, um, to block out the sun. And what happens when you block out the sun? Because I thought they told us um, that if we really live on um, a spherical ball yeah. called the Earth, and uh, the sun is what causes the warmth of the earth and the shadows and all of that stuff and the plants to grow, et cetera, et cetera. If you block out the sun, won't we all die? Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but like, uh, there comes a time when people need to think yeah. logically yeah. about stuff. It's gone, dude. It's gone. And that's like the the big scam, you know. I, mean, I think like just teaching our kids not to just believe, like uh, be subservient, listen to the your teacher. You you know, and you should respect your elders, or but that's like this pounded into you. Like listen to authority, sub submit. You know, if the, someone higher mm -hmm. up tells you 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 believe it or you do it, and all those things, and that's all that that's it's just created this cycle. You know. Yeah. And it, and it makes no sense to me because any any time you apply just even a tiny bit of common sense to something, oh my God, there would be so much more people that are like, what the hell? Yeah. What are they doing to us? Yeah. I yeah. mean, seriously. And, you know, the interesting thing about HARP is that in this article, it talks about... Um, or it's something else that I found. Sorry about that. Yes. Um, they talk about Harp being part of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. You know, and for people that don't know, um, Star Wars is basically a nickname for what Reagan started back in the eighties, um, as the strategic defense initiative. And it was basically, um, it, it replaced what used to be like inter-ballistic something, something organization, whatever. Um, but it's a government organization basically to stop nuclear weapons. Like Jack said, he mentioned Project Fishbowl. Um, that was a government operation, happened a really long time ago. Um, there was also some... When you said fishbowl, it made me think of that. Um, remember that? Uh, oh, where was it last year? Where you had the place explode oh, overseas? Beirut. Beirut yeah. Yes. It made me think of that because I'm like, okay, what they're telling us was not making sense mm -hmm. with 
the way the the blast was and what happened. And I immediately thought of Fishbowl because I thought, okay, it looks like something that was exploded underneath the surface. Yeah. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And and that's why they called it Fishbowl because it creates like a Fishbowl type um, explosion area, mm -hmm. basically. And so I'm thinking about all these things and I'm like, you can look up in the CIA archives, like every project um, that was ever done it, that, you know, they were, of course, ordered to release to the public. But you mm -hmm. can look up Project Fishbowl. You can look up uh, the stuff about Antarctica with Operation Paperclip, Operation High Jump, literally all of that stuff. But there are so many things about HARP that relate and it makes me wonder if Antarctica isn't one of the harp locations. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Because no one's allowed to be anywhere near, right? right. You know, Antarctica. Um, it, you can't go. You can't if you get a tour. Like you don't get to see that. They don't take right. you to the actual place. Um, there's treaties, no one can explore there, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I have to wonder if Antarctica isn't the main harp facility. That'd be interesting. Because of its because of its location. Because I don't think it's Alaska. I really don't. That'd be because in the book, uh it was like the way that I thought of it is they wanted them all over the world. Cause you think of like a bubble shield or something, like you need because that that another capability of it was like creating like lasers that could pick thousands of missiles out of the sky and leave one go, and also create like a force field dome. And the idea was like you it, mean like the firmament? Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's interesting. You say uh, Antarctica because if we are on a I don't know, think of something that would break through. They could like with enough of them create a huge bubble shield. Around the whole, I know that's again crazy area, but it's funny that you say that if you wonder if the real ones in, in or another ones in Antarctica. But it's but it's not crazy. <laughs> it's not crazy at all because I mean, think about like the things that we're told, and like they have no idea who created the Georgia Guidestones. They have no clue. Yeah. Uh, they don't really have any idea why all of the world's nations signed a treaty about antarctica and why nobody can explore there but weird shit goes on because all of our elites and our politicians can go there but you can't yeah. joe schmo <laughs> don't worry we're not doing anything you wouldn't like just uh right stay back and so you know talking about that and talking about the quote bubble and i said firmament because it made me think of this um, there have been a lot of rockets that have blasted off and they like get to a certain point yeah. and they stop. Yeah. And it's like a gel that yeah. they're hitting. Yeah. So um, the one way, if we really do live on flat earth and under firmament, which is in the Bible, page one, thank you very much, <laughs> um, along with multiple places. Yeah. But if we really do live on a flat earth under the firmament 
a la- or Antarctica would make sense um, for the largest oh, so area. And if they wanted to kill us all at the same time, that's all they would have to do is hit the firmament from a centralized location. Yeah. Just saying. It's a very terrifying thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just deep. No, that's interesting. You know, like the middle, that would be the middle point, you know, on that kind of a uh, model. And uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, if the world was a globe, like they say now, even though they used to teach, we were flat earth. But if if we were a globe and they wanted to wipe out the world's population, that would be a lot more difficult, would it not? Yeah. Yeah. And that would have to be very strategic and everybody would have to fire at the same time. And you don't have one missile that could, like, take everybody out at once. I mean, you you would have to, like, have a missile, a nuclear weapon in literally every place on the planet yeah, every right. continent every city whatever right to do that damage yeah so i'm just saying it's an interesting thought food food for thought <laughs> mr jack anything else no janet i think we did a you know your knowledge is always what's the un uh uncomparable wasn't the word i wanted but uh you know you you're so good on every topic you know I just think it's because I look at things in a little different aspect because I don't think very many people would have probably already considered the Antarctica thing. Yeah. Maybe I. it sounds insane, but I'm just saying, after everything that I've done recently, the shows I've done recently, it makes complete and total sense. And that's why I wanted to revisit Skip today. Yeah, well, I think, I think it, did, it was a good good episode. That's because we're awesome. Uh, you're too kind. Pat you're ourselves kind. on the back. <laughs> pat, 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 pat. Now we can have milk and cookies. All right. I just bought some Girl Scout cookies, so it works perfect. Uh-oh. Are they $12 a box now they or were, 15 They were 4 for a box. So what? I, yeah. 4 I bought them at the – I don't know, but I gave them more because, you know – I. That um, came down a lot because they used to be like ten dollars. Yeah, box. I thought they were more. I didn't was surprised, and she said four. But I said, "All right, sweet." Must be a super sale. Yes. Go get me some peanut butter ones That's and what ship I got. them. That's what I got. That's so funny. <laughs> That's a bad thing though, because I could literally eat the I entire know, box at dude, one time. I ate a sleeve the last time I got it. A whole sleeve. Yeah. Wild. Yes. That would be me. I could do that in one sitting because they're that good. They are. They are. So, Mr. Jack, what's coming up for you next? Uh, Anything exciting? I'm working on a a big episode on like the Phoenicians because my biblical history is lacking. So, and the Knights Templar and the free how it relates to Freemasonry. So, I'm doing that. I have have a website now. So, it's conspiracyorjustacoincidence.com. And I have shirts, so I made a few. I'll keep making more. And fantastic, uh, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. So I'm real I'm excited about thank that. Thank you. So I'm thankful you have me on the show, Janet. So, besides your website, Mister, where else can they? Oh find yeah, you? Uh, at Conspiracy or JC on Twitter or Gab, and uh, I also put the video of my podcast on Gab TV. So. 
at Conspiracy or JAC. Fantastic, my dear. Well, everybody, please make sure that you go support Jack and everybody in our community, but make sure you go and visit his website. What's the website again? Conspiracy or just a coincidence.com. So I know that's a long one. That's all right. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Janet. So my dear, I am so excited that you uh, joined me again today. It was fun as it always is. Anytime. And you're fantastic and your knowledge is fantastic Anytime, and Janet. wellful and I love listening to your shows. So make sure you support Jack. Um, you can find his podcast on pretty much everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. 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 You're lucky. I know. I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't the world's most hated person for a while or anchor or Spotify's most number one target. I was kneecapped. You a long were time kneecapped ago. a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, Dan, well, thank you so much. Really, you're. I told you. I appreciate I you. Have my, a lot of my listeners weren't for you, and you're one of the nicest people in this community. So, thanks for having Aww. me on. Thanks. That gave you brownie uh, points. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me and for Jack, we will see you guys later. Have a good one. See you later.